0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, welcome back. Yay. Okay, so first of all, before we get into the topic, I have to say I love your shirt. Oh, thank you. Those listening can't see it, but it has a very cute butterfly logo on it.
1: Yeah, and it says love and the butterfly logo is in the place of the o and i actually got it from the TS um TSS us website
0: oh cool i need to look mm-hmm. at their merch more because i know they yes. have really cute stuff
1: and they have a cute tote too
0: mm-hmm. i love bags. i have a bit of a problem when it comes to shoes and bags
1: yes i hear you on that because I want to
0: carry like my whole life with me so any bag I can find that allows me to do so it it catches my attention <laughs> okay so we wanted to start a series on hrt yes and just as a little little bit of an intro and we'll go into more depth in some future episodes but hrt stands for hormone replacement therapy and basically it's medicine that you either take or there's patches. There's lots of different versions of it. There's also some injections too. Um, And the gist of the explanation is with Herder syndrome, when you have that hormone deficiency where your body is not naturally making the appropriate amount, um, they will supplement that. So you can have the healthy levels of hormones that you need for all of the functions of everything. Because you find out that Everything in your body is connected to some kind of hormone level and system, very in depthly. <laughs> we were going to share our stories tonight. I'll let you go first. I would love to hear more about your experiences. So, um,
1: I started with, uh, perimarin and progesterone. Okay. And perimarin, um, so I started it at, I believe I was seven years old um, is when they actually started me on it because I was diagnosed at four and and they had me stay a few days in the hospital when I was um, seven and they started me on growth hormone and the perimerin and the um, progesterone, which was called Prevera. And I took that for quite a while, actually, probably through when I got out of college. Oh, wow. Uh, And then Um, I tried to, uh, after I got out of college and I moved back to Kansas city, I tried to find a pediatric, um, or I tried to find a primary care doctor to take over and, um, for a while I had one that was willing to prescribe it. And so I'm going to tell you this, um, (laughs) if you don't know what Perimarin is, Premarin is um, pregnant horse pee.
0: Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought I knew what Premarin was. Interesting. Uh,
1: <laughs> yes, it is the estrogen. Primarily comes from the hormones of a pregnant horse.
0: Wow! So see, that's interesting because all I really knew is it's estrogen and that puts a whole lot different context to whether you want to take it or not or feel like mm-hmm. it might work or not. I went off of
1: it for a little while because when I heard that, Mike, I'm, I'm not taking that anymore. <laughs> and we'll we'll go into a little bit of the difference between like um synthetic and like bio um we want to call it uh like bioequivalent, yeah. yeah. And this is definitely a version of synthetic.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: yes. And um, now I didn't have any issues as far as it not being effective for me. It, it was for quite a while. Um, but when I heard um, that it came from pregnant Horses, I was like, I want more of a, um, a bio, more natural to your body form of estrogen. And so I started looking into that and I um, also needed a primary Um, I needed an endocrinologist because my primary care doctor that I had found, she did not feel comfortable in prescribing the hormones. So when I, I found a primary care, um, they were good, um, but they had switched, um, they had switched mine. And so when I started with a new primary, it was the same, um, like family practice, but another, um, another doctor, she just did not feel comfortable with the hormones. And she was like, you need to find an endocrinologist. And I'm like, "Uh, I think I will. Uh
0: That's good of her to acknowledge that something a specialist that focused on that should pay attention to.
1: Yes. So um, I looked for an endocrinologist. And so when I found my current endocrinologist, uh, so he's been my endocrinologist for quite a while. He, uh, is someone that several of the girls, um, in our DS, um, community here have used. And he primarily was known, and it took me a while, because at first I thought he wasn't going to take me because he works with, um, the kids, but he does pediatric and adults. And he happened to be able to take on adult patients, especially, you know, for us, he was willing to do that. So um i'm like okay then that's great so he happens to be fairly good when it comes to hormones and so i'm like all right um so he started me on the patch and that's his preferred recommendation is with the estradiol patch um and i started with that and i think i i would say it was probably the best delivery method Um, I kind of had a problem with sort of the ring around the patch that developed (laughs) and, um, trying to keep it on for, for seven days. And so I went back to him and I said, can I switch to an oral form? And so for me, I've been on, um, estradiol for, okay. um, quite a few years, and so I take that and progesterone.
0: So do you take them both, like, together, or do you have, like, part of the month you have just the patch, and then the other part you add progesterone?
1: So, um, right now i i take the um the oral i haven't done the patch i am considering going back to the patch um with more current experiences i've been having um so i am considering possibly going back to the patch but i've been taking um the oral pill and how i take it is i take um the estrogen i take it um I believe it's 21 days of the month okay and then for the seven days during my cycle um so and then I so I add um also I add day like one through 12 one through 10 or one through 12 um I add progesterone and then when my cycle starts then I um it goes into a few days into the start of my cycle. Then I stop the pedestrian and then um, take the estrogen. And then I think I have like a few days where um, after 21, where I don't take the estrogen. Okay. Until, until like the first of the month.
0: Okay. That sounds pretty. In line with what I've heard Mm -hmm. okay so and that's that's kind of been where you're currently at have you had any major moments of like oh my gosh this is awful this isn't working
1: (laughs) okay so (laughs) all right I'm trying not to TMI but oh my gosh this is yeah so I would say I've been fortunate overall most of my adult life since I've been on this um, to be fairly regular. Haven't had any issues, and then it was in twenty was it twenty nineteen? I think it was in twenty nineteen. Um, could have been late twenty eighteen into twenty nineteen, but. Um, which is, I think is actually closer, late 2018 into 2019, Um, I started experiencing um, cycles that would start just fine and start when they normally start because I was like a clock, but they wouldn't stop. Oh. And I could not figure out why I could not get my cycle to stop. I'm like, what is going on now that my body wouldn't do it?
0: Yeah. And that's scary. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so for a few days, it might slow down or there might be some spotting, but then it would pick back up. So essentially for several months, I was experiencing where I was having like at least two to like, Almost three periods within a month, because it, it would be like it would go a week, slow down for a few days, and I might get like a couple of days with no, um, with nothing, and then it would start back again. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. And by the second or third month, I was going bananas that it was doing this, because I was like, it was like nonstop period, and I'm like, I'm hormonal, I'm raging. And I'm, it was scary because I'm like, what is going on? And I, I made several calls, um, to my endocrinologist to tell him about this. Mm -hmm. And his, his decision was to take me off the hormone and he decided, well, let's just put you on birth control. And I really, did not want to do birth control because um, <clears throat> I heard numerous issues with birth control. Um, and he goes, but it will it will get your period to stop. Well, it definitely did that, but it made me so sick; like mm-hmm. my system just could not take it. It was, and partly there was other things going on at the time that I think added to that that I wasn't realizing the full picture at that moment, but it was making me so nauseous. And so I couldn't eat, I couldn't focus at work. It was making me drowsy and it was, oh. And so I made a call to his nurse, left a message. And I said, I've been doing this for two weeks. I can't, I'm stopping this. And I said, I need to figure out what to do but i i cannot do this i'm gonna have to go back to my um regular um previous routine and she was okay with that and i um started that back and for the most part i was still it wasn't doing the same thing but i was still having problems kind of stopping Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't quite the same level, but it's still, like, my system was not regular. Yeah. And so I called again, and finally, um, they ordered some lab work, and, um, that's when they found out that my glucose, um, my blood sugar was running around 400. Ooh. Yes. And, wow. th- yeah, um. And I knew I was pre-diabetic. I knew that my um, blood sugar numbers had been kind of creeping up and we were talking about medication and And I was talking about, do I need to start testing? And um, he wasn't concerned. He was just, you know, he told me, he goes, if you want to, we can talk about that. But he felt like at that time, it wasn't quite as alarming. And... I went from, this is how wild it was. I went from the last time, like six months prior or so before this had started and I had seen him, my A1C was up, but it was like 6.7 about. And when I went and had my lab work done, one of the other things that happened was my vision completely went. So everything was blurry. I had to literally have something right in front of me that I, before I could see it or read it. That, hap- that was happening during that time too. My vision started to go. And so I had made an appointment to have my eyes checked uh, as well. And so when the nurse called, she like, and told me what my blood sugar had been running. I was like, oh, that explains a lot. That explains probably my, um, inability to, you know, um, regulate my cycle when it's kind of a challenge to regulate anyway, when you don't make the hormones and you have to, to do it through medication. Yeah. And so I I was like, no wonder, um, that explains a lot. And so once I was able to get my blood sugar under control. So yeah, my A1C was, or, uh, my A1C was, uh, about 10.1. So okay. I went from like 6.7 to 10.1 in a few months and then, um, running around 400. So at that time I was like, I need a continuous glucose monitor. And, um, fortunately my work at the time, they had a program where I was able to, um, be supplied with a glucose monitor as well as I had, um, a, uh, Lancer to test,
0: Okay.
1: um, it's a finger stick. And so I wound up, um, doing a continuous glucose so I can see what my blood sugars were doing. Um, and once I was able to do that and start seeing my numbers, um, and I also had to make some changes in the amount of carbs because I was, a little bit too, still too carb heavy. Um, I lost about 10 pounds in a month and my vision within several weeks came back to normal. And I wasn't sure if it was going to or not, but it just completely changed. And it was funny because I went to the eye doctor and he got me a prescription so I'd be able to drive so I can see. And within two weeks, and I paid for all that within two weeks, that prescription was no good, Mm. and, um, it was kind of interesting, but, yeah, I, uh, I, it helped me get back to, um, being, uh, more regulated, but I, I still, um, am trying to adjust and figure, um, my levels, because I still have a hard time maintaining, um, you know, a good, a good estrogen level.
0: It's tough when you have to consciously think about how to make sure. Yeah. You're where you need to be.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it affects so much. Like, it affects your mood. Mm -hmm. It just was not feeling good. And then I was just, like, so emotional and, like, I'd either get angry really quick or like kind of ragey or, um, I would, I would like, I see something like, you know, if I saw like an animal commercial or something <laughs> like that, I would start bawling, <laughs> you know, if Sarah McLaughlin comes on my TV and starts singing The Arms of the Angels. And I see those poor dogs. Oh
0: my goodness. Oh
1: god. I'm like, I couldn't hold it. Um
0: (laughs) I have those moments as well.
1: I mean, I still do even just naturally, but oh my goodness, everything was just so heightened and it it was it was mind blowing because I, I just I never had an issue up until that. Yeah. You know, I mean granted, I struggled with, you know, sometimes still having too low, um, an estrogen level, but like never, um, inconsistent or irregular cycles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, and that was, you were on it for a while and it changed or was that when you started that? Um, so, like you yeah. were good with it for a while, and then on the same medication, your body just started reacting differently
1: yeah yeah i i I had probably been taking the um oral uh estradiol um so I take two milligrams, and i I was taking that for probably three four years, and Just, you know, my body started reacting differently to it. And it was, yeah, it was kind of like,
0: what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, that shows not just, you know, keeping on top of finding what's right, but also keeping an eye on, is this still the right one? Because even if one is really great for you for a long time, that doesn't mean, you know our bodies change as we get older
1: yeah yeah
0: so what worked and, when you were starting it may not be what works when you're 20 30 going into changing from pediatric to adult mm-hmm. care that yeah. i mean there's a lot of changes in your body that goes through that time
1: and you know i i just i'm like Am I going through menopause? Am I, you know, because who knows when that's going to start for me. Um, And I was like, is that it? Is that why my, like, all of a sudden my body is like, (laughs) no. So I um, am talking to uh, my endocrinologist to try and and find out. Because I still, um, it was a little traumatic. Yeah, that's scary. I mean, it, in in a way I was like, because I was surprised I didn't wind up going to the hospital and I was that close to thinking I need to, you know, go to the hospital uh, yeah. when I started getting that sick. And um, fortunately, uh, once I realized that it was my diabetes that was um, running rampant, um, I was able to start you know, taking control of that. And I had to adjust my medication for that and make some dietary changes to help with that too. And, you know, that went a long way. Um, but all of that just created, um, this like storm and, yeah. um, just combination. Cause you know, diabetes is also kind of an effect of, you know, Uh, Endocrine system, and so you know that, and just hormone imbalance. Anyway, it just all kind of fed into each other, and so uh, I'm still working though on, um, you know, do I need to change my dosage? Which is sort of where I'm at today, feeling like I need to probably look at whether I need to stay on two milligrams or maybe go to one or, you know, maybe a patch, um, and then figure out the dose. So, uh, I actually had some blood work done recently, um, to check several things, but one being my hormone levels. Um, and then, uh, I have a follow-up later this month, um, to talk about sort of the options and, and what I want to do as far as hormone replacement, because, you know, I'm, kind of coming to that point where um it might be good to switch the the form or the dosage because yeah my my body just may not be like saying that that's not yeah (laughs) that's not working anymore
0: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and that's important to be able to be in tune with and know like when your what your body's telling you and when your body's saying "Mm, no that's not working for us Yeah. Yeah. Very important.
1: Yeah. So how about you? What's your experience been like?
0: Oh gosh. Um, so I started hormone replacement therapy for the first time when I was like 12. Um, I, I always envied my friends because they all started having cycles before me. And to me, that was the, like, epitome of the the sign that I could have kids, mm-hmm. if I could figure out how to have, you know, in my young mind, I thought, well, I know that that function's important for that, so if there's something or there's, you know, if that if that happens for me, then that'll be a good sign for whatever the future might hold in that department. And so I was very excited to start hormone replacement therapy. I was like, raring to go. Let's get this going. Let's see what's happening. And so we went for the first time to an endocrinologist. Well, I think I had been seen by one, but this would have been the first time I remembered. And it was the first time to talk about Turner syndrome care regularly, really, because before that, it was mostly my, my, um, pediatric doctor that just you know my my doctor as a kid he was he like went and researched Turner syndrome when my mom told him I had been diagnosed with it. So he he retaught himself everything about it. He he was up on what tests he needed to do on me to watch for stuff. He was great. So there was there was so much of that happening. I never saw an endocrinologist until I was 12. And the first thing she said was she did like an evaluation of where I was at puberty-wise. Like what had I gotten to on my own? And then she talked about hormones and her first regimen she wanted to put me on was also Premarin and progesterone. I don't know if I had heard that very much before or not but my grandma had taken it during menopause and I think her sister had also and, and maybe her niece too and um and my mom heard Premarin and that was I mean I don't want to make any major claims but that's what my grandma was on when she got breast cancer hmm yeah. And if you, if you research that, there's some really scary things that pop up. Um, That's something that I
1: came across too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Specifically, Premarin has like a bad history. Um, yeah. And especially with my family history, my mom knew like, it's not just others, like our direct family medical history shows a reaction like that. And so she put me on that in my (laughs) right at the end of the first appointment. She was like, "Okay, so I'm going to have you go do, you know, all of the screenings. She wanted me like, "Okay, this is going to be your first time of doing, you know, your echo, your blood work. We're going to check your thyroid and all of those things. So she went through. I'm going to send you down to do all of those before you go home. Is there any other questions? And my mom was like right there like, um, my mom was on Premarin when she got breast cancer, and the look on the doctor's face was like, "Okay, well, we're not going to leave her on it very long." <laughs> so, I was only on Premarin and progesterone, which, I mean, admittedly, I felt great on. <laughs> now, hearing what she said about what it is, I'm like, "Oh, that feels icky." That that felt that regimen made me feel so good, <laughs> but it did. It worked.
1: I I agree. I was surprised too, but it was, it did. It worked very well for me.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, in fact, later, I kind of, when I was having issues with another form I was on, I was kind of like, well, there's that medical family risk, but like, I felt really good on it, but that's not worth the risk. And, you know, there's that, that conflict within yourself, of that decision, because you want to feel good. But yeah, So we left. So she, (laughs) she gave me the prescriptions. We went and got them and she said, okay, we're not going to leave her on it very long. We're going to leave her on it as long as we need to. Like, I only want to use it to kickstart our system and then we'll switch her off of it. We won't leave her on it any longer than necessary. And my mom's like, okay. So I only stayed on that long enough to have my first cycle. And then as soon as she goes, call me the second you get your first cycle. And I was, you know, I was all excited. So I was watchful. I was like, all right, here we go. This is it. And she put me on a generic birth control after that. And I think that first generic birth control, which the, the reason that they do that, the benefit is it's all in one. You don't have to have two different prescriptions or two different forms or anything like that. It's all in one. And it's easy to say, take this till this day of the month and then stop taking them or take the, (laughs) I was never good about actually taking the placebo one. (laughs) I just didn't take anything for that time. Um, So it was nice only going down to one pill. That was definitely a benefit. I had a very regular cycle with it it definitely did that for me um and that first form of it I felt okay on I was okay so I was on that for pretty much the rest of till I was an adult till probably from I don't remember how old I was when I actually ended up getting my cycle it was probably like around 14 um maybe between 14 and 15, but around 14, through like 21. Um, And then because this endocrinologist had had me since I was so young, um, normally they would have made me shift to an adult endo at 18, but she was able to petition to keep me till I was 21 because of how long she had already had me. And I did for... Anything else, I might say, "Mm, I might have, you know, maybe asked this or that question looking back. I loved her. She was an amazing endo. She was great. Me and my mom absolutely loved all of the appointments with her. Um, So when I was 21, switching to an adult endo, I was very much like, all right, well, let's try some things. And it so happened that I was connect, like I was referred to an adult endo that was very, she was really on top of the current research. Like she was going to conferences, paying attention to what people were trying for HRT and like had some major ideas. And so when I said, well, you know, I don't know if I love what I'm on. She goes, okay, let's let's try it. I'm up for experimenting. Let's like, I have... You know, she was the first one to put me on the patch for estrogen. And so she, she had me on the patch for estrogen progesterone for a pill for progesterone. And we tried that and it was, I think the dosage was off because I had a lot of breakthrough spotting, a lot of breakthrough spotting. And so I think the dosage was off. I think it was too low or whichever way that would go. I think it was too low. And so I called her when I noticed that and she said, okay, go back to what you were on because the other prescription was still active. She said, go back to what you were on. We'll, at our next appointment, we'll kind of reconvene on that and relook at other options and see, you know, how we can adjust or what we need to try. And I said, okay. So I did that. Well, in the meantime, my dad's work laid him off and I lost medical benefits, Mm. which is kind of the bane of my existence because all of it's so expensive without coverage. So I ended up not being able to go back. And adjust with her because it it just didn't happen. And um so I didn't readjust anything and see another endo until after me and Andrew were married because my dad's benefits came back like 3 or 4 months before the wedding, which is barely any time to do anything and I was doing so much else I couldn't pay attention to it. So I kept taking that other one when I was good. I'll admit I was very bad because when I re-upped that prescription, you know how sometimes they'll re-up it, but if another generic one has replaced that one, they didn't always end up telling me that it was a different one. They'd just replace it. So they'd fill it for the generic, but unbeknownst to me, it was a different formula than the last one. At least I think that's what happened. Um, And that new one, when I went to re-up it until we could talk was one that it, just like you said, it made me sick to my stomach every time I took it. Mm. I, I, I mean, I've been taking medicine my whole life. I know the tricks to making medicine not hurt your stomach. I tried flavored drinks. I tried before, after, during food. Like I tried everything I knew and no matter what, it still always hurt my stomach and it always made me sick to my stomach and nauseous. And so, I mean, yes, before then, I was never great at remembering at all, but that didn't help at all, any motivation whatsoever to even think about it because it just made me feel sick. So I was yo-yoing really, really badly because I didn't want to feel sick. And all it did was make me feel sick. And so I had to push through that to take it. So it was kind of a hit or a miss. I, I was so up and down with my hormones during that time. It was really probably more unhealthy than I really want to think about. And so then when we got married and I was able to re get established with an endo and I was, that was my only prescription I had through then. So I got a new one where we lived and I brought it up at my first, at least my first appointment. I think I mentioned it. I said, you know, my stomach hurts when I take this. And I told her, you know, I know all the tricks. I've tried it. And she brushed me off. And Mm. she basically acted like it was in my head. And instead of doing anything to look at it, instead of saying, well, we could try some other things. Let's talk about what the options are. She basically said, oh, let's keep you on what you're on and i'm like okay so you know i felt a little like she didn't listen to me mm. i i was saying it was hurting my stomach and <laughs> i don't i i can't speak to what her side was but it just i certainly did not felt listened to it felt mm. like she was either thinking i was imagining it or it was like just something that i was making a bigger deal out of as and it wasn't actually that bad so she didn't change it for i mean she never changed it <laughs> um what ended up happening was then i wanted a second opinion because I still knew like, I, I'm i like, okay, I left that appointment thinking, okay, maybe I'm making a, like, you know, you feel a little like you're second guessing yourself. Like maybe it wasn't that bad. Let me try it again. And so I tried and then finally, after probably another six, eight months of trying to stick to it, I had a an appointment with my gynecologist and I asked for a second opinion. I said, you know, it really hurts my stomach when I take it. And I don't wanna not take it, but it's also like, it really hurts my stomach. And she goes, well, what what one is it? Let me look it up. And I said, so I told her and I said, you know, I don't know if, (laughs) I don't know why, but I know it does. And the look on her face, when the information she saw popped up on the screen was like shock. She was, shocked and I could visibly see it on her face, her reaction. And she said, Oh, wow. Yeah. You don't need that much estrogen and that's why it's hurting your stomach. So Mm. I definitely felt validated. Like I knew something was wrong. I knew I could feel it. It didn't feel right when I took it. And so she, cause she heard me say like, well, I know I try all these things. She's like, yeah, if you're trying all those things and it's still hurting your stomach, there's something more to it. And that's when she looked. And so she said, you don't need that much. So she switched me and it was still a generic birth control, but it was a different one that had a different formulation. That was a little bit less estrogen mm-hmm. and it worked. It didn't hurt my stomach when I took it, um, so that was that. Um the Endo I was working with ended up leaving and so I had to reestablish. I was not sad about it, but gave me the opportunity to switch doctors. Mm-hmm. Um I told my mom all of this and she was so upset. She was like, "What in the world? Why <laughs> like she was so upset." So she was happy when I was able to get a new endo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I got a new one. And she looked at it. And she said, yeah, this is a fine one. Um, And she said, if it's not hurting your stomach, that's good. Um, She said, but I'm worried for your estrogen levels. Because if you're getting the right amount, I would expect to see them higher on your levels. Like she did a full hormone panel. which. I don't know when the last time I had had one of those was. Um, And she said, I'm worried that taking the oral is not allowing it to make it to your bones. And we really need to make sure it gets to your bones. And I said, okay. She said, so I wanna put you on the patch and try that and see if that gets your estrogen levels where I'd be happy seeing them. And I said, okay. And I said, well, I have tried the patch before for a little bit and I spotted on it. And she said, okay, well, this, I don't know what dosage you were on, but let's try this dosage first and see how it does. I said, okay. So that is what I've been on since. It's estradiol patch and it's one milligram. And I, I replace it every like three to four days um and then the last she said the last 10 days of the month to do the micronized progesterone which is a pill that's what I've been on I feel amazing on it like when I'm again when I'm good I feel really good the interesting part was I ended up because I I kind of got on this like health kick and I was trying things. And so I wanted to know, I heard bioidentical hormones mentioned and something in my brain just did not believe that's what I was on. And so I talked to a naturopath and I asked her, you know, what, What do you think of this? She said, well, you are on bioidentical. That's what those are. I said, oh, awesome. Okay. And I think the difference I saw, because it wasn't just how I felt. I, this may be pretty TMI, but also my cycle majorly changed. Like, so on generic birth control, it was very tame. It was very predictable, very tame, very, you know, three to four days, kind of medium-ish. And the switch to the patch and progesterone I made was, like, the most intense and heavy I've ever experienced in my life. I mean the first day I almost couldn't muster any energy up. I was so fatigued. Like it was like, I hit a brick wall. Um, I was, I was cramping so hard and I honestly, I ended up like Texting or calling my mom, and was like, okay, at what point do I worry about bleeding out or something? Like, this is, I've never had to be this way. And <laughs> it was not actually, it was just more intense than I was used to. It's not anything really to be scared about. But it just, I could feel, it almost felt like my body was doing things more naturally and on its own even though I knew I had the hormone levels helping it, like it almost feels like, I mean, I'm able to be surprised by what happens more than I could before. It it just kind of felt like my system was not just being maintained, but actually running, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, oh my gosh. I will never go back because even though it's intense, it's a little bit like, well, but I know, man, I know I'm getting that estrogen. Mm -hmm. And I saw that in my levels too. She retested and it was way better. So the oral form was just, I wasn't actually, so while the, the formula that was hurting my stomach was way high, I wasn't actually getting any of it it was being stopped by my system and processed and hurting my stomach and not actually benefiting me any for my levels so that's I am so grateful that I tried it and gave the patch to try again because mm-hmm. I I just have found what's working really well for me
1: Mm-hmm which is which is good. um, and I've heard a lot of good things when it comes to the patch that it is really effective and um, has a similar effect. Or I've heard um, similar from like what you're saying, how um, where you feel like your system's actually running at a more natural level, yeah. not rather where, like I've been where um, you're maintaining it and it's kind of doing its thing, but you don't have that like, I feel like I'm always working at trying to just get my system just to kind of maintain itself even um, yeah. and do its own thing um, it, it doesn't feel natural. It feels more forced. Yeah. Is, I guess, what I'm trying to say about that for, for mine, um, where I'm trying to encourage and force my body to do something that it's kind of like, uh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I've heard that. in. It is effective and I, I've been on the patch and it it worked for me. And so I think for, for me, I started with the pill mostly because it was more out of a convenience factor Mm -hmm. as opposed to, to dealing with changing out patches every few days and, and things like that. Um, but I am considering it again, um, kind of like for what you're saying, because I, th- I think absorption with the oral form, um, I think that's what, I think that's an issue when it comes to, or one of the issues when it comes to, I guess the oral forms. Yeah. Um, at least for me, cause I have a hard time with absorptions, even when it comes to vitamins, cause I struggle with my vitamin level. And so, to, to get the benefit of the absorption, I'm, I'm thinking that patches is, is probably the best delivery method because it's just straight into your system and you don't have to have it bypass a whole lot and your body trying to absorb it. And I, I still continue to struggle with my levels being on it and I have for a yeah. long time.
0: Yeah, it's and until until she had mentioned that, I hadn't thought about it, but she she said, I you know, when you take it orally, it's not like none makes it to your system, but she said, right. but it has to go through your whole processing system before whatever is left gets there. Mm-hmm. And so she said the patch puts it right there. It absorbs it through your skin straight into your system. So mm-hmm. it completely bypasses that. And mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it made my experience with my liver levels and cause my liver levels were way up also while I was on that other one. And that was the part that like my mom was the most upset about. She's like, What if that had done damage because she didn't listen to you? You know, it's, it's scary. That's why it's so important to be an advocate for yourself when it comes to this stuff, because you know how it's making you feel.
1: Yeah. And to, um, to have an endocrinologist that's willing to like the one that you had that that you really liked, that was willing to experiment and try other forms yeah. until you find the right um, combination that works for you.
0: Yeah, that was amazing.
1: Yeah, because um, we both had those experiences where um, you know the doctors weren't really hearing us. Yeah, weren't really helping to work with us. Yeah, and. Yeah, it's one of the things that I'm thankful for when it comes to my endocrinologist now too is um you know he has good knowledge of um hormones and he is willing to um work with you
0: yeah that's so, in, it's so important
1: yeah yeah and so yeah you have to be your own advocate and um, you know, and just listen to your body. And if it's not, you know, if, you know, like in my case, probably what I have been doing and was working, not as well. Um, and then you go and you try and, and get it, um, readjusted. And, you know, if, if your doctor isn't willing to do that, and you just have to be willing to um, you know, fight for, you know, fight for yourself, because who knows, like, I mean, it's a good thing, because that it didn't harm you, um, but, you know, uh, the other doctor that didn't listen and just, you know, treated you like it was just in your head, um, that, That could have led to some some serious damage potentially.
0: Yeah. That's I mean, thankfully everything went back to normal. But I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And for how quickly the other doctor, like immediately she thought, well, that's a sign of too much estrogen. It just Mm -hmm. it just bore the question to me in my mind, like, okay, why is a gynecologist able to have that moment but an endocrinologist who specializes in hormones Mm -hmm. not able to yeah went to it's in my head instead first
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, rather than
1: let's look into this
0: and yeah 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 I would have been totally open if she had shown me like no I think it's doing okay We'll maybe try some other thing I mean if she had responded in any type of way that showed Mm -hmm. she was caring about what I was saying, it would have been totally different, but it, oh gosh, yeah, it was, I've never had a moment like a doc, like that with a doctor before that, and that was, I mean, it just blew my mind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's, that's unbelievable, like, a good doctor should, Listen. um yeah. and and, yeah, somebody that should have been familiar with hormones should have done their due diligence and taken a few minutes to be like, "Oh, okay, you're telling me this. This could be a sign of this." let let me see. I mean, yeah, took a gynecologist, like hardly any time at all, to put, yeah. put it together.
0: Yeah. And yeah. at the same time, I was being told I had gallstones and my liver levels were elevated. Come to find out, too much estrogen are linked to those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm. And all of it resolved as soon as I changed my HRT. Yeah. So that just think. Mean, me I'm not worse, a mathematician,
1: but... <laughs> but T plus two seems to yeah. equal four.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I it just was like this seems <laughs> seems like maybe those specialized in it should have caught this. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. And that's why there have been a couple of posts i've seen where girls have been worried about what they're on like they're not they're not loving the medicine Mm -hmm. they're they're currently on and they've been like oh but i'm scared to say something i don't know how to approach it or they're just having issues with their doctor in general where they're not working well together and they're like but is it rude if i ask to see another doctor and i'm sitting there screaming at the screen like no do mm-hmm. what you need to do for you. Mhm. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um you know, that's one thing where I felt that way for a while. But I'm like, no. Um I have every right to advocate for myself mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm I'm here um asking for your input and expertise. And to help me with this. And if you're not gonna work with me, um I have no problem in firing you and, and finding somewhere else. Cause yeah, you know, I'm like, no, it's too, it's too important. And I'm not gonna let you just not listen to me and
0: yeah. do the yeah, right it- thing. And I like how you said fire you because mm-hmm. that really is they we are not paid to mm-hmm. go see them. We're paying to see them. We're paying for yeah. their help. Yeah. And so if it's not working, you have every right and need mm-hmm. to, you don't have to do it in a mean way. It doesn't have to be yeah. like this dramatic you're awful and I'm leaving or something like that yeah a, I'm
1: done walking out the door
0: yeah it doesn't have to be mm. that dramatic it can just be no. as simple as asking for another referral and yeah. trying to see how another doctor will look at Work things with you mm-hmm. yeah 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 um
1: yeah that's how I just started looking at it like and no, you don't absolutely, absolutely have to be mean about it, but just feel empowered enough to know that if they're not working with you, you know, you're the one paying them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I know, I think because it, it, you know, I'm like, okay, doctors know more than, I had this, like, doctors know more than me. And, you know, you're a doctor. You're supposed to know more than me. You're supposed to have had more education than I've had, but that's not always the case. Like, you know, you better than they know you. We know our bodies better than they know. And if they're not willing to hear us and work with us, then and and you want me to pay you out of my hard-earned money, and, you know, my insurance, then I'm like, you, you are kind of working for me. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think I'm, I, I think I'm going to need another opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and the same goes for whatever the medicine is, you know, it, yeah. if it's not, if you don't feel right on it, you're not the problem. It's not a, oh, I should feel good on this. This should work for me. So I need to just deal with it. No, that's not how that works. Everybody's different. Everything's going to work for people differently. So you can fire that medicine too.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can be like, okay. And just like I did with the birth control, you know, I'm like, it is not working for me. And at least this particular kind was not working for me. And so... I'm like, I've given it, hopefully enough time to let it build in my system, see how it, and you know, yes, I agree, it did do its job. It immediately stopped the cycles, but then it made me so sick. And like, I can't function like that.
0: Yeah, it working doesn't mean the side effects aren't bad enough to just make it not even worth taking.
1: Yeah, and so you don't have to settle for that either you know and um you know or if you think that you know okay it's it's kind of you know i i'm okay but i'm not happy with um you know i'm not feeling totally great my levels are still low um or you know i'm struggling with regularity in my cycle those kind of things you know it's okay to speak up and say Can we look at something else? I don't know that this medicine is working for me. Yeah. And, you know, to say, I don't want to, you know, it's okay to say like, I want to try something different. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I've definitely had my moments where I'm like, especially with a doctor I trust where it's easy to be like, well, I may not completely see what you're seeing, but I trust your knowledge. Mm-hmm. But I've also had the the experience of having to tell a doctor what Turner syndrome is when I've gone to the urgent care. So yeah. there's a balance. Yeah. Between those two. And I I think I think it's something that especially if you don't like conflict if it's you know if it's hard to speak up in that way for you if that's just not your personality it can be difficult it can be really anxiety inducing to think of having mm-hmm. to even question but yeah. this is something that even the most knowledgeable in turner syndrome admit they are still learning And so that means we should not stop sharing how HRT is working for us because they need all the knowledge and understanding that they can get for what this particular regimen is showing. Yeah. And- And that also goes to show the first time may not be perfect because they're just trying what they know they have to try and seeing how it works. That doesn't mean it has to be the end all be all. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I mean, I know, like, you know, I've, I've heard sometimes doctors, you know, they can maybe get offended. Like, you know, you're, you're coming at like, oh, I know better than, than the doctor. Yeah. Um, sometimes they can get a little offended, but you know, it's okay to push back a little bit. It's okay to, to be an advocate for yourself and say, I understand, but I also, um, have been living with this and I know my body.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know how you feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, especially with Turner syndrome, where everybody's different. That's almost, I mean, some of the most seemingly well-knowledged in Turner syndrome doctors I've seen have been ones that immediately have an attitude of, I know I don't know everything. So you need to tell me Mm -hmm. what your experience is. Yeah. And And I
1: appreciate that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's so important. There's so many reasons to not assume that, I mean, it not being a one size fits all thing is kind of, I feel like that should be just a given at this point Mm -hmm. with everything else we know. And,
1: and especially with hormones, because everybody's body functions differently. Yes. And so it can't be a one-size-fits-all approach. And, you know, um, what may be working fantastically for somebody else, that's great, but you can't look at it for another person and be like, well, this works. I know this works. Yeah. Um, But I'm telling you, I don't feel good on this regimen. Yeah. And so it's important to speak up. You don't have to settle. And and I've come across um, doctors. Um, the more that I've been able to get plugged in, that are um, more familiar with Turner syndrome. Um, that they they are uh, like, yeah, I want to I want to know. Yeah. Because, you know, I want you to be getting the results that you want. I want you to be feeling good. And you know, that's one thing I appreciate about my endocrinologist, you know, because I can go back to him and be like, it's it's not right. Yeah. I need to keep working on this because it's, it's not, it's not right. I think it could be better. Yeah. And Yeah.
0: yeah. Just like with the, um, In the last episode when we were talking about the conference session where she was talking about um, mosaic versus classic, Mm -hmm. and that one just blew my mind how everybody probably has a little bit of mosaicism to have survived. In that, the biggest moment that kind of blew my mind, apart from that revelation, was also she said, we never we never make exact or absolute statements because we can't. And I feel like all of the Turner syndrome doctors I've talked to that, well, doctors I've talked to about Turner syndrome things, that's been their biggest thing is like, I, we have to see what your body is doing. We cannot assume anything.
1: Yeah.
0: That's why it was screenings. You cannot assume it's going to be the same result as it was last time or the 25 times before that. Yeah, And in IVF, when he was running me through the procedures, he even said after, (laughs) after basically telling me my ovaries had closed down for business, said oh but we'll give you a trigger shot just to make sure that you don't spontaneously ovulate and i'm like so you don't you're you're saying it's what's most likely but you're not even going to trust it enough to not that do that so mm-hmm. it it just the more i learn the more i know there's no way we can actually understand yeah yep yeah. So there's nothing you can assume. There's nothing that can be absolute. Yeah, and I think a lot of the problems that happen in Turner syndrome care come from trying to apply that attitude towards it. That well, no, but I know this works. I've heard this works. Um, I I've heard that I know this is what's most likely. And that's how we get issues with our hrt issues with screenings issue you know like yeah. that's how all of that comes in
1: yeah mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's it's just weird and and you know when you're working with um you know bodies that don't naturally um produce hormone um I mean, you just, you, you never know. And so you can't just assume one thing. Yeah. And, you know, and like in my experience, yeah. What it was working great for a while, but you know, sometimes your body's like, um, yeah, I don't think we're doing that anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, you know, no, thanks. No, thanks. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Got to figure out how to switch this up yeah <laughs> um and that's and, and that's okay but i you know um that's why i always encourage you know advocacy and you know knowing knowing your own body i mean like i'll tell you one thing like even with um the calcium like with calcium
0: mm-hmm.
1: um you know, I've had bone density scans where, you know, I have a hip that is, um, has osteopenia. So it's got low calcium Mm
0: -hmm.
1: on one side of my hip. And it's, I know which hip because I can tell. (laughs) Um, But it was interesting because it was, it was pretty um, significant. And then When um, I last had it checked a few years ago, um, through the clinic that we started, then the the number improved. Mm -hmm. And so that was a surprise to me.
0: That's good. That's a
1: good surprise. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was a good surprise, but I was a little confused because um, I was having a little bit more issues than I was at the time when I had had a bone density scan done and it was like pretty, pretty low. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that just seems odd, but I'm like, I'll take it. But I'm like, it just, it just like, that just doesn't make sense. How (laughs) I'm like, I managed to get it. I guess I I managed it, it improved. And, you know, I don't know if it was from the benefit of the patch. Um, you know, for the time that I was on the patch, um, or not, it might've been, um, but that always kind of, kind of fascinated me. When I looked at the numbers, I was like, my body is just so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it never, it never makes sense. It does its own thing. And
0: <laughs> i just along so yeah. for
1: whatever ride it takes me on
0: yeah um, that, is, that is very much how it feels because mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go yeah. from like okay i know that it reacts this way to like oh nope guess not okay yeah and oh man i think to some extent the effect throughout our body of the hormone system being so out of whack is even more wets- widespread than we could imagine. Mhm. To where that being knocked off just throws everything off and kind of everything anything is fair game.
1: That's what I found out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I never felt so off at any point in time and uh yeah it was yeah it was it was crazy um so i was so, i was so thankful when things started settling down but i'm like mm-hmm. yeah i know that, that regimen isn't going to work anymore so yeah
0: well and that's i know I know that is not something I ever anticipated when me and my mom went for that first appointment to start HRT. I never imagined it would be like, I'd be 31 years old, still kind of looking at, is this the right hormones for me? I know, right? (laughs) I never would have anticipated that. I would have expected it would be pretty consistent what I would be using. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm thankful not because I'm thankful I was able to have options to try and find the right one, but that it just, you never, you really do never know what journey it'll take you on as you figure it out.
1: Very true. Very, very true. And I mean, there's just the stories that I see, um, you know, the girls share and stuff I and mean, you can tell just like, you know, why? ranging variety of experience and you know that there's still um still work to be done and yeah. you know but you know it's not gonna be a one-size-fits-all because no. um you know it's a struggle for a lot of us to keep a right balance and yeah. to find the right balance
0: yeah even but, when you know you have the right hormone regimen even that yeah. can be like a lot of work to keep up and keep on top of and, and keep where, you know, it's good.
1: Yep. And, you know, um, you just have to have a good endocrinologist and team and support and advocate for yourself. I mean, like, cause it can, it can change. Yeah. Any point in time, possibly. So yeah, it's it's important to know. It's important to know your options. It's important to know your body.
0: Yeah. yeah. And kind of, I, I started tracking things so I could kind of learn more, like yes. see the patterns and see what was happening. So I was more aware of like, oh, that's weird or that's off or, you know, just so I was just more aware of what was happening and could kind of be in tune with it better.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's a good idea, too. Um, You know, if there are, uh, you know, issues that come up, you know, it's good to kind of get a baseline, make notes of, you know, um, your experiences or if something changes when it started, what you're, you know, what it, you know, what's going on and um, all the details. So if you need to, then you can bring that your endocrinologist and they can, you know, help and look at the pattern with you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, and then, and then, you know, better. Well, my memory sucks. So maybe not everybody struggles with remembering that as much as I do, but when you go in for like, um, x-rays or even at the bone density scan, they asked me when my last cycle was, And they're asking because they're checking for if you could possibly be pregnant, but my brain still always blinks, And I'm like, uh, I think it was this day. I don't actually remember. (laughs) I I remember my last one, like the experience of it. I couldn't tell you what date that was.
1: Yeah. Like, I can remember, I could tell you if I had one or not, or approximately about (laughs) when it was, but
0: yeah. So I know it's helped me just to not having to try to trust my memory or that, that I'll hold that yep. piece of information in my head.
1: Yeah. Very true. Very true.
0: So, and that's when I kind of noticed like, oh man, this is really working for me because I could see the pattern of what it was doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It. I, it's I love it now
1: yeah I was I was bad about that and so yeah uh you know I'm my appointments I'm trying to go off my memory as best I can and you know give them all the information so if you're able to to do that you'll be ahead
0: yes (laughs) and prepared and then when you're trying to tell a doctor it's not working (laughs) yeah can right go, here, I made these notes on this day that this was happening. Yeah, or maybe that's just me because I was so sad. <laughs> <upset. laughs> <laughs> well,
1: but you know, it is kind of like being on a yo-yo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, life living with Turner syndrome.
0: Yes. And then, yeah, even, even on feeling, even on the right regimen during that week, I'm Mm. like, I see the SPCA commercials and I'm like, yeah, a mess. And I know, yeah. So that, that doesn't mean it's not the right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, you know, I, I think that like, you know, um, in your experience, like when you're on the right one, when you finally find the right, like regimen for you and it's working, there's a huge difference in, in how you feel. Yeah. And you know, I, um, so I'm thankful for HRT. It's just, it's such a balancing act. Um, but yeah, I can tell when it's not right because, like, emotional, you know, state and all that—just it's all tied. And yeah. Um, yeah, it it makes a huge, huge difference um, when you're when you're on a regimen that works for you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one thing, like, so. My emotions are heavily evident with hormone changes. Like I'll either be like when I would cut, like when I was not good, (laughs) when I would not take my hormones for too long after, um, taking them for a while on, when I was on the generic birth control one, my crash from that was I would go into a deep, deep depression. Like I would just crash into a depression mm-hmm. and I couldn't pick myself back up. Yeah. Now what I'm on, I just cry at everything. Yeah.
1: Which is a little bit more normal. Hormone. Yes.
0: It's a little yeah. bit. It's also a lot less scary. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, why do I feel so bad versus, you know, crying at silly commercials and apologizing for it? Because I'm sorry, I can't control it. I'm a mess. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know,
1: and stress and anxiety, you know, like, I do, um, you know, deal with maintaining like, a level of, you know, balance with stress and anxiety. Yeah. And nothing like your hormones being off to so just have that heightened. And, oh yeah, you know, I think that affects into the depression. Like, you know, I haven't had like deep depressions, but it does affect, you know, um, it has had an effect on my emotional state, has contributed to feeling depressed and just yeah. not feeling myself. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy, um, just how, how much, um, our hormones just kind of come into every, you know, everything.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, you know, I, I think some, Especially if you're just trying to, like, get started with it or something or address issues. You're like, well, how do I know it's the right one for me, though? You will feel the difference.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: It's like night and day.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's very true. Absolutely.
0: And it's worth the work it takes to get there. Yeah
1: yeah yeah and that's why you know I um say it's important to advocate for yourself because it's worth it, yeah for you to feel your best, yeah and you know we have to realize that we're that we're worth it, we're worth you know taking the time to do the work it It's frustrating, but it is worth you know worth it to take the time to do that, yeah for yourself, for your, you know, well-being yeah, and physical
0: health. Yes. Yeah. We could go into some of that next time mm-hmm. on yep. like some of the physical benefits and mm-hmm. implications of HRT, because it's beyond just having a cycle. Yeah. That's not, that's like just scratching the surface on what it causes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah yeah I'm so excited for this series yeah <laughs> yeah so
1: we'll we'll go into that next time yeah and um you know I look forward to hearing some stories you know yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. if anybody has any stories they want to share we could share some if you would like read some out on the podcast mm-hmm. that would be fun yeah
1: Hear what your thoughts are and your experiences are when it comes to HRT.
0: Yeah. And kind yeah. of kind of um, weave that through the series. That would be really fun. Yeah.
1: So if you if you want to reach out to us because yeah. I would like to hear.
0: Yeah. yeah. Send us the messages or something. We would love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm excited. Me too. Yes. So stay tuned for the next episode and the rest of the series. Yes. And make sure you're subscribed so you see those episodes.
1: Yes. So you can be notified when they're up and catch them and don't miss them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys in that one. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor. And if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.